This week's bracha is Kibbutz Galiot. Mekabetz Nidchei Amo Yisrael. There's no question as to what the theme of the bracha is. The bracha is about uh, Kibbutz Galiot. It's about bringing together the uh, exiles of Israel. The question, the first question is, what do we actually mean by that? In other words, what, what is the focus of Kibbutz Galiot? What is the what is the correction? What is the need? And how is it being fulfilled? And if we look at the Bracha, I think it's quite clear that Kibbutz Galuyot, as the words actually mean, Kibbutz is to collect. It's bringing things that are dispersed back together. The the, the, the important line in the Bracha, the line that says what we want is Correct us together from the four corners of the earth. The Bacha is about taking something which is dispersed and bringing it together. And not, now we're getting to the important point, right? And not bringing those who are far from Eretz Yisrael back to Eretz Yisrael. In fact, it's immediately apparent that Eretz Yisrael is not even mentioned in the Bacha. That is literally true in the Ashkenaz. There is no mention of where Kibbutz Galiot is going to take place. And therefore it's clear that the what we're searching for, what we're looking for in the Bacha is not the land of Israel. It's true that in the Sikhsfar there's a one-word addendum. Collect us from the four corners of our earth to our land. I think I think it, it it's clearly an addendum. I don't mean necessarily that it was added at a later time, although I think it was. But but even if it was originally there, it, it's it's only because it's true. I don't intend in any sense to claim that there's even a half a possibility that Kibbutz Galiot could take place any place else. Of course, the locus of Kibbutz Galiot, of the ingathering of the exiles, is in Eretz Israel. That's not my question. The question is, what are we looking for? What is the searching for? What is, as we've explained many times, that the Bachot reflect the needs of man? Are we expressing here a need to be in Eretz Israel, or are we expressing a need to be unified, to be together? And even if the word La'atzeinu is found, as it's found in Nusach Sfad, it's merely expressing the fact that it's true. But, but the Bachai is not about Eretz Israel. It's about dispersion and unity, not about exile and coming home. And in fact, Eretz Yisrael is not mentioned anywhere, or almost not mentioned anywhere, in Shemana at all. If there's a place where Eretz Yisrael is factored in at all, it's in the previous bracha, without being mentioned explicitly. The previous bracha about Bekat Hashanim, about the crops growing in the land, it's clear to me that the land means Eretz Yisrael. That was surely true in the Perak from Yoel, which I quoted at length in last week's Shiyu. But even there, it's not mentioned, and it's not literally the pshar of the bracha. The bracha is that there should be good crops for the Jews who are planting crops. In our bracha, I don't think it's even being referred to. It's not a. It's it's a. It's a truism that kibbutz galiot will, of course, be in Eretz Yisrael. But the thing we're asking for, Eretz Yisrael, is not itself the factor. The thing we're asking for is not to be dispersed, but to be together. 
And that's made explicit in the Khatima, because the Khatima is always the summation of the whole. Baruch Ata Hashem Mekabetz Nidchei Amo Yisrael. Gathering together the displaced, the dispersed of, of, of Israel. And it doesn't say Ba'atzeinu, it doesn't say to our land, to any particular place. I will try to answer why that's true as we go along, but first let's see what's really unique about this Bacha. I think that if the Bacha was about Israel, we wouldn't be terribly concerned. We've been trained, we've been educated that Israel is very important, and therefore the lack of Israel, not being an Israel, is a, is a lack, is a need, is a chisavan, something which we need to solve. But if the Bacha is not about that, it's about being together or being dispersed, I suspect very strongly that we don't have an immediate answer as to what the problem is. It's not part of my education, and I think not of any Jews' education today, that being dispersed is in itself a problem. Politically speaking, it may be a good thing. We get more power, we get more influence if we have a few Jews in a lot of countries than all the Jews living in one country. To put it on the level of Shmanesrei, of, of hunger, of, of ignorance, of sin, of disease, and now the next problem is dispersion, requires some sort of explanation. Let us examine the Bacha. We notice a few things right away. I'm going to list all the questions that I have to ask, and then, Imit Hashem, the answer will be apparent. Number one, the Bacha opens with an unusually metaphoric formulation. It's not just that there's a nice language. The first two lines in the Bacha, if the Bacha would not conclude, I wouldn't know what they were talking about. Sound a great shofar. Sound a great shofar for our uh, freedom. What's the great shofar? Why is why 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 do we refer to the ingathering the exiles as taking place with the call or under the call of a great shofar? Besanes and uplift a a, a standard. This means a pole or a flag. Uphold a great standard. Uphold a standard. Besanes in order to gather in the exiles, and then it says yes and gather us all together. First question: What's the meaning of this metaphoric language of, and why is why do Chazal use it, of sounding a shofar and, and planting a, a standard on the hilltop? This suggests, I think, I think it makes clear, given what I stated, that we're talking about dispersion and unity the unity we're talking about is around a focus around a center point the first phase I think suggests that the second phase makes it explicit let me start with the first one what does it mean to kabe shofar? What does it mean that there should be a shofar? What is the meaning of the symbol of the shofar? Well, shofar we know from, you know what shofar is from. Comes from Hashanah. On Hashanah and Musaf, there were three brachot. Malchuyot, zichonot, and shofarot. 
They are the extra Bechot for Rosh Hashanah. They're the theme of Rosh Hashanah. The theme of the first one, Malchiyot, is clear. The theme of Malchiyot is Malchut. Not surprisingly. It's about the kingship of God. The theme of Zichonot is about remembrance, meaning that God remembers, counts, pays attention to all people, to everybody in the world. What is the theme of Shofarot? You can't answer. The theme of Shofarot is Shofarot. That's not a theme. The Shofar is an object. What is the bracha about? What is it saying about Rosh Hashanah? What is it saying about God? What is it saying about people? What, 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 what is the topic other than the fact that each pasuk quoted in that bracha mentions the word Shofar? What's the theme of the Shofar? Not so clear. If we examine the pasukim. First three pasukim quoted from the Torah about Matan Torah. The next three pasukim are from Ketuvim. And they're about the daily relationship with God. And the last three psukim are from the Nebiyim and they're about Mashiach. They're about the end of days. The Rav, Rav Yashaber, said many times, the theme of Shofarot and the meaning of Shofar is Gilui Shechina. The revelation of the presence of God. Truth is, it's explicit. In the introduction to the Psukim of Shofarot, it begins, You have revealed yourself on the holy mountain to your people in order to speak with them. So you could claim that's merely describing the first few Psukim. And in, in, in Zichonot as well, before the first pasuk, which dealt with Noah, it says, There's a pasuk, there's a statement that says, and, and you remember Noah as is written. Yeah, but before that, there was an explanation of the theme. And Malchut was an explanation of the theme, and then began a, a quick introduction, a quick uh, carryover to the first pasuk. Here, there's nothing before this. It begins at Taniglaita. I don't think it's just an introduction to the first pasuk. Then, because, then where's the bracha? Taniglaita is, is the topic. The topic is Gilui. The topic is, you have revealed yourself. God's revelation in the world, the presence of God, the Shekhinah in the world, that's what Shofarot. Why is that called Shofarot? Because the trumpet is blown before the king enters the room. I think it was quite clear to ancient men that that's what a, a we would call it a trumpet rather than a Shofar. The clarion call. God's clarion call, it's what's played when the king rides into town, the heralds blow the Shofar before him. Shofar is heraldry. It's announcing the presence of God. And therefore, the first Yipsukim on Matan Torah, which was when God revealed Himself on Har Sinai. And the last Yipsukim are the end of days when God will reveal Himself in order to overturn history, as one of the Psukim says explicitly. Kol Shofar Yishmao, excuse me, eh, the Pasuk says, they will see God. Hashem Kivarak. God will appear to them like a, like a thunderbolt, like a lightning bolt in the sky. Which, which announces the Gulash Lema. That's Gilu Shrina. The middle three psukim of Ketuvim are neither past nor future. Torah is past, the beginning of the future. Ketuvim is day by day. Day by day, it's less dramatic. We don't necessarily think, we don't always remember that we hear it. We're not always cognizant of hearing the Shofar, but there is Gilu Shechina on a day-to-day basis, and that's what the Psukim say. Below the Shofar, on the day that it is covered. Below the Shofar, because God's revelation is covered, but it's there. 
Shofar means revelation of God. So what's the connection between Shofar and Kibbutz Galuyot? Well, there is a Pasuk which says it, which our Bracha is totally based. It's one of the Pasukim from the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah and Shmonesai. On that day they will be blown a great shofar. And the lost ones from Mitzrayim and the displaced ones from Ashur will come and they will bow down to the God on the holy mountain in Yerushalayim. The connection between Tkiyat Shofar and Kibbutz Galiot is found in Apasuk. Apasuk is talking about Mashiach. When God blows the Shofar, how does that herald Kibbutz Galiot? I think it's clear. The Shofar calls us to come. If people were spread out all over the place, and then they would blow the trumpet, they would blow the Shofar, so people then know they have to come and surround the Shofar blower. The reason why the connection between blowing shofar and kibbutz galiot is not that it's a reaction to kibbutz galiot, but it's the cause of kibbutz galiot. Why? Because the shofar caused people to come. And therefore they come, and therefore they come together. The second line in the Bracha makes it even more explicit. The sanes. What does it mean? Uphold a, a, a pole, uphold a standard to gather in the exiles. What's the connection? He's gonna pick up a stick and, and hit us. No, it means God plants the flag in the place where it's meant to be planted. And I say once again, clearly in Eretz Israel, God plants the flag on the mountaintop and people gather around the flag. It creates a central point, a fulcrum, by sound or by sight. Shofar is sound. The nes, the high nes, nes al-rosh harim, it says in the Navi. The high pole, especially if it's placed on a high point, can be seen for thousands of miles around. Everybody comes around it, and therefore, what have we just what have we just basically said? Kibbutz Galuyot is not merely that we get together, but we get together around Kilui Shechina, around God Himself. If the Jews would merely, by accident, somehow, a lot of Jews met in the same room, it wouldn't be what we're talking about. We're talking about the unity of Israel based on, founded on, the centrality of God in their midst. And why is that true? So I think it's based on a very simple theological point. The mission of Amisa, a mitzvah in the Torah, according to the Rambam, the second mitzvah in the Torah, in his list of mitzvah from the Torah, is Yichud Hashem, the unity of God. Maintaining, declaring the unity of God. That's not merely a job for me and you. I say Shema in the morning. I'm doing a mitzvah of Yichud Hashem. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. To Chazal, in Judaism, the unity of God is inextricably bound up with the unity of Israel. The unity of God in the world is because He's Melech Israel. If the Jewish people are not one, if the body, politic, if the body of the Jews doesn't exist, it's, it's, it's cut up into pieces all over the world, there really is no Amisal, Amilashon Im, or Goy Kadosh, Milashon Givya, a body. 
the Jews are dispersed and there's no basis for the unity of God in the world. To the extent that the Jews are dispersed, then, so to speak, God is dispersed. The Jews are the vehicle. The Jews as a national single body are the vehicle for God's presence in the world and God's unity in the world. And so the Bacha is not only about, I stress the word only because I never wish to say that the Bachot and Shemoneshe are not about our practical uh, uh, physical needs but are about some sort of spiritual things. No, no, they're about us. We want to be together. But the significance of Kibbutz Galiot isn't that we'll be a stronger uh, body politic or have a better army or be able to even able to help each other. All that is true. But it's because in doing so, we create the basis for Yichud Hashem Bolan, the unity of God in the world. And therefore, Kibbutz Galiot takes place around God. The center point of the unity is not itself. The center point of the Jews is not a Jew. It's it's God in the middle. And therefore, Tekabish of Gadol, make yourself apparent. Increase the Gilu Shechina so that we should gather around you. Sanes, you hold up your hand in the world. Make us, give us a visible sign. Like the standard on the summit of the mountain and like the clarion call of the herald that we should gather around you and that will be the basis for the reconstruction of the Jewish people. And then we say the actual, the practical request. And gather us together. This in and of itself has nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. It's really true it's inconceivably someplace else because if the Jews reconstruct themselves as a as a nation, as a unit, then it has to be in their land. It, it, it won't. It won't. I don't believe it will work anyplace else. Uganda can't possibly work. The Jews will be a unit, supporting the unity of God when they're in the land of God, in the land of the Jews. But the actual connection being spoken of, the actual need, is the crucial point. It is not a need of humanity. It's not a need of human being that he be in Eretz Yisrael. It's a bracha. It's a wonderful thing. In Shemoneshe, we don't ask for wonderful things. We ask for the basic necessities of life. And having finished the basic necessities of my individual life in last week's bracha, I need food, and I need health, and I need salvation, and I need repentance and I need forgiveness and I need wisdom now we're talking about the needs of a human being but in the context of the national life of Israel and it's simply not true that we need Eretz Yisrael what we need what we suffer from the lack of is unity not being together being dispersed whether or not you feel it or not, how much psychologically we suffer from it, I leave everyone to answer. But Judaism defines, halacha defines, dispersion as being a terrible lack, terrible hole in the Jewish people. And the reason is because it, it, 
it destroys their ability to be the basis for God's unity in the world. And therefore, that's our whole purpose in life. For that we exist. That's why the Jewish people exist, to be that vehicle. So it's a need. It's not a need for the individual human. Maybe not even for the individual Jew, but for the individual Jew as part of the Jewish people. There's a tremendous need to somehow correct the galut, the dispersion, and to replace it with kibbutz, yachad, being collected together. This is to Chazal so true that they actually changed the Pasuk. The Pasuk in which the is based, concludes with that the regathered Jewish entity will bow down to God on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. So it doesn't say Eretz Yisrael, but it does say Jerusalem, it does say Yerushalayim. The, the, if, if Kibbutz Galuyot is in order to be the basis for Yichud Hashem Ba'olam, so that will take place in Yerushalayim. That's what takes place when we bow down to God in Yerushalayim. Serving God in Yerushalayim is the kingship of God. The, 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 the unified kingship of God. But Yamahu Ya Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad will be one on that day when, when we serve Him and we serve Him where? In the house of the service in Yerushalayim. It's not Eretz Yisrael. You don't serve God in Eretz Yisrael. You serve God in Yerushalayim. That's, that's the meaning of the metaphor. But even that Chazal didn't allow into the Bukha. Yerushalayim will be four more brachot down the road. Four more weeks we're going to get to Yerushalayim. In the meantime, we just said, just kibbutz kaliyot, around God. Chazal deliberately took a single pasuk and not merely separated it, but separated it with three, in, three brachot in, the, in between. Before you get to Yerushalayim, so many more things have to take place. But it's still, the, the value, the significance of Kibbutz Galiot exists before you get to Vishtach of Yerushalayim. It exists in the simple, raw fact of Kibbutz, of being together and not being, and not being separated out. Now I understand the beginning of the Bacha as well. There's a strange phrase there. Takaba Shofar Gadol. I explained that's the Shofar which creates Kibbutz Kaliyot. That's not what it says. Takaba Shofar Gadol Lecheiruteinu. What is Lecheiruteinu? Blow a great Shofar for our freedom. The next line says, Vesanes Lekabetz Galiyoteinu. Place the, the standard, the flag, for kibbutz galiyot. What is lecheiruteinu? Kibbutz galiyot is cheirut. Okay, it's not, it's not a bad pshat. In other words, you can say that kibbutz galiyot is itself cheirut. Well, why? Why do Chazal call it cheirut? The answer is what we've said till now. Kibbutz galiyot isn't merely a physical, geographical, political transformation of Am Yisrael. It's the basis for Yichud Hashem Ba'olam. It's the basis for Malchut Hashem in the world. It has a spiritual dimension, and, and the word chivut pshat really means better political conditions. But the use of the word was to draw our attention to the spiritual component of kibbutz kaliyot. If 
there will be kibbutz galiyot around God, with God at its head, with God in its midst, with God at its center, and therefore there will be and there will be in the world, then that of course will be cheruteinu. Because to be not together means we are subject to the political conditions of the other nations. And now we will be subject not to the political conditions of our nation, but to the political conditions of God. We'll be part of Machut Hashem. And therefore, at the very, very beginning of the Bracha, it's a typical. We've had this another Bracha as well. You slip in a word which... In translation, in pshat, it does fit into, it means the same thing as the rest of the bracha, but it gives you a connotation, it puts you in a certain, in a certain context, which is the context which Chazal here wants us to understand. We're not talking about, let's get together, it's more fun to be together than to be separate, which I really doubt if it's true, but it's, let's get together because then we can truly fulfill the spiritual destiny of Am Yisrael. And again, I think for us today, that's a very, very important point. Because the reason why, the true reason, which Chazal always understood, why Kibbutz Galiot is a necessity and dispersion is a, is, 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 is something which needs to be corrected, is not because we have material benefits from being together. Many of us, many of my listeners suspect that the opposite might well be true. But because of the spiritual dimension. Because only when we're together can we in fact fulfill that spiritual destiny of being the basis for God's presence, God's unity, and God's kingship in the world. And it might take a bit of an effort and internalizing to really feel that when you daven, to have the kavanah for that, to feel that it's a need, that I thirst and yearn for its solution. But that's what Chazal wants us to feel, and that's what Chazal told us to feel when they indicated, when they, when they, when they formulated this as one of the basic needs of man, one of the basic needs of a Jew who is davening. And finally, to turn to the uh, to the conclusion of the bracha, Baruch Ata Hashem. There is a word here, this is very unusual in Shemoneser. In every other bracha, almost completely, the conclusion of the bracha mirrors the language of the bracha perfectly. Please God give me this, for you God give me this. Sometimes as we saw in Shuva, there was an unusual verb. Here, there's a new term. When we asked God to bring us all together, we said, And gather us. Here it says, Not mekabetz amo Yisrael, or mekabetz otanu, or mekabetz et am Yisrael, but mikabetz nidchei amo I translate the word nidchei as the displaced members of Am Yisrael. Now the word has a marker. It's found in the Pasuk, which we've been talking about, which the Bechai is based on. Uvau ha'ovedim me'eretz ashu, v'hanidachim me'eretz mitzrayim. When the great shofar will be blown, 
the lost ones from the land of Ashur will come, and the Nidachim, the displaced persons from the land of Mitzrayim. So yes, the process of Kibbutz Galiot is Mikabetz Nidchei Amoisa. I'm not questioning where it comes from. I'm questioning why was it why is it only found in the Khatima? We don't expect correctly to have novelly, to have new terminology introduced specifically in the Khatimata Bracha, in the end of the Bracha. Now what does the word Nidachim mean here? What 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 does it indicate? Lahadiyach means to push. Mesitu Mediach is a person who entices or pushes you off the derech. It's two opposite directions. But Lahadiyach is to force somebody off the road. It's to, it's to apply force to change the previous direction or the previous location or the natural location. So Nidche Yisrael implies that the Jews who are found in the four corners of the earth have been, have been pushed there. Something, Hidiyach Otam Nisham, Him Nidachim. That's why I translate it as the displaced person, not just the dispersed persons. Something has pushed them out of the way. What is that something? So, historically, I don't, I don't, I don't question or doubt. That historically, it was clearly understood. Uh, the Jews went out to Israel and, and, Him Galu, the Babylonians, the Roman centurions, forced them to the four corners of the earth. But that's not the only, that's not the actual meaning of the word. That's what we know is the historical background. What the word is saying is simply this, that the natural place of the Jews is to be together. And if they're not together, it's some other force. Something is, is holding them outside. In other words, if you took two different things and put them together, you might get something interesting. If you take hydrogen and oxygen, you can get water. But hydrogen and oxygen in the, in the atmosphere are not nidachim. Because water is not their natural state. It's just another possibility. But the Jews are a people. The Jews are an am. They are a goy. They are goy echad ba'aretz. And if they're not, apparently so, then there has to be some sort of a force which is tearing them apart. I don't think it means what you think I think. What you think I th- you th- what you think I I am saying. It doesn't mean that oh the Babylonians, the Romans, the Greeks, the successor states, the Russians are holding us out of its cell. It's not true today. To say that we're being held out of its cell doesn't mean it could be internal forces. It could be our own psychological laziness. It could be our own psychological momentum or inertia. It could be the fact that we've fallen in love with whatever it is we found in Chutzlats. But there is some sort of a force because the natural state is to be together. Why is the natural state to be together? Because of what I explained beforehand. Because God is in our midst. And if God is in our midst, then of course we, we as God's people, are surrounding God and melted and merged together. The actual force, the centrifugal force, 
which counteracts the natural cohesion of Am Yisrael, is the fact that God is not apparently in our midst. There is not Giloi Shechina. There is Shechina, but there is no Giloi Shechina. The Shechina is not revealed. If God would just reveal Himself, then boom, we'd be together. Which is what we're saying in the Tefillah. We don't say, God, pick us up together. We're saying, God, sound the shofar to bring us together. Put up the Nes Al Harim. Put up the stand on top of the mountains. This will bring us together. We say, and then we say, actually take us. But the truth is, if God would just reveal Himself, the sands would begin to flow. The water would start flowing downhill. So the force which keeps us away is God's hiding, which then allows us to find other things to, 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 to distort the picture, to actually mislead ourselves. And again I'm saying, that's really very important for us to understand today because it would be silly for us to blame the Romans for the dispersion of Israel today. It's not the storms at the seas or the, the rocks of the river Sambation, or the spears of the Roman armies, which keep us from being together, together in Eretz Israel. It's the fact that it's our own lack of seeing that God is in our midst, for which there is a responsibility on God, because He doesn't make His presence apparent. But in the end, it's the fact that we don't see that keeps us dispersed. It's the denial of the true centripetal force, the, the true gravity of the God-centered universe of the Jewish people that keeps us apart. And that's why I think that Chazal adopted the word, but not completely. When we turn to God, we don't say, oh, bring back on the dachim, because then we'd be giving ourselves a an out. You know, like we've been pushed aside, bring us back. No, you have to take responsibility, nothing's pushed you aside. Get up and go. So we say something else, we just say, God, you know, make it easy for us by being more apparent, by making more gilu shechina. In the Khatima, when we turn to God, and we, so we give God's name, so then we say the truth. Who is God? He's Mechabetz Lidchayam Yisrael. God will also, can also, and does, overcome, potentially in the future, the any centrifugal force, no matter how strong the madichim midichim, no matter how strong those who push push, God is mekabetz nitchayam So that's the true name of God. But when we come to beg Him to help us, it, it wouldn't be appropriate to as to actually thought on that. I don't think it was appropriate five hundred years ago, but now I'm speaking to myself and to you, it surely is inappropriate now to say, oh God, please, I have a very deep, deep suspicion anybody who says that is sort of taking himself off the hook. We say to God, make yourself present, blow the great shofar, so that the natural true, what I know to be true, the true tendency, the true existence of the Jews as Goyachad Ba'aretz will take place and will be fulfilled immediately and as fast as possible. What we've done today is we've started a whole new section of Shemun The first half of Shemun dealt with my personal problems. I have no food. I'm sick. I need help in my problems. I need forgiveness for my sins. I need help to do tshuva. I'm, I'm ignorant if I need wisdom. 
Now we're talking about not myself, but Amisel. Not Amisel as it is, but Amisel in its historical development. God, we need to achieve the fulfillment of Jewish destiny, which is Yimot HaMashiach. But there's an order here. What's the first step? To achieve national historical fulfillment, the first step is to be truly national. So the first step is not to be individuals. So first of all, God, get rid of the individuality. Bring us together. Recreate the the raw, undeveloped, unfulfilled object, which is Amisal as a people. The next step, looking at the next bracha, the next step will be, and give us some content, a certain, not just a society, but a certain kind of society. Tzedakah Mishpat. And then, we'll start talking about actual historical developments. Destroying the evil, rewarding the good, building Yushalayim, bringing the Mashiach. But you have to start with the first step. The first step is that there should be something that's, someone who's talking. Not me, but us. Not us as a dispersed collection of people, but us as one Goyachad Ba'aretz. Then help us build a, a just society, help us build the Beis HaMikdash, help us bring Mashiach Mehavi Amenu. Amen. And we'll continue with Mishpat Hashiva Shoftenu next week. Koltuf.